I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. I'm with Jess Carey and Noelle Rhodes, and we're going to be talking today about effective communication strategies for parents and kids. And so if you've listened to our last two episodes, we've talked about just the overall benefits of having good communication in a family, how it shapes family culture. We've talked about our active listening skills, and now we're just going to just let's make it a little bit more specific and talk about how we can use these strategies so that we can draw closer to our children. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited about this guys. Me too. Yeah. I think this is one of the critical, like we we've said on the previous podcast, it's like, it's so important to model good communication Mm -hmm. from even when children are really, really young, because then they grow up equipped, like fully equipped to communicate with others well. Yeah. And it's not it's a it's a lost art form, it seems, mm. or it is becoming a lost art form. But mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about how we can reclaim it today. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I so think good. when it comes to communicating with our children, there's some specific things that we need to understand. So a lot of the principles we've shared, they go for anything. They go for friends, they go for spouses, they go for children. They go for our elders, our leaders. And so we've definitely laid the groundwork, but there's some things that we need to consider and keep in mind as we're communicating with children. And I think the first one, which is obvious, but I think is worth mentioning because we need we do need to slow down and consider is our child's age. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, at different ages, they have different abilities to understand what we're talking about and mm-hmm. to express themselves. So it goes both ways. I mean, if we're trying to share a complicated topic with them and we haven't distilled it down to what they can understand, they're not going to listen to us. And then also having an expectation of how they're able to express themselves to us is important too. I mean, I think I just read, gosh, oh, the book I'm going to recommend today, I I did read in there about, you know, their brains aren't fully developed until they're 25. And so we think that (laughs) they're on par with us and that they're our peers. So as our kids become taller than us, we think that they're equal and they are not. There's still a lot of, maturity that needs to take place. And there's a lot of critical concepts that they still don't understand. I mean, I was quizzing my son, I was on TikTok and I was, there's this, you know, do you know what this is? Phrases from the nineties, right? This is a good example of communicating, understanding kids ages. And it talked about like, do you know what a fax is? Do you know what a Walkman is? Do you know, oh God, just some, I'm trying to think of what it was, some expressions, right? Yeah. So we can use an expression and our kid has no idea what that means. Like they don't know what it means mm-hmm. to be a broken record. They don't know what it mm-hmm. means to, you know, dial up, you know, it's like I'm on dial right. up. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, so yeah. th- they don't understand abstract concepts that we do. They don't understand what's going on in culture sometimes like we do. We, I mean, I, there's a long list of things, but age is really important when we are trying to communicate with our children. Mm, yeah. There's actually some research out there that pushes it past 25, closer to 28, actually due to the Ooh. pandemic. Ooh. Yeah. Um, 
scary. It's fresh. I'll have to find it for you. But they are like finding that there's a little bit of a delay also with, you know, excessive screen usage. I mean, this is something that it's a different topic when we go in there, but excessive mm-hmm. screen usage actually can delay your, your child's ability to develop, develop that frontal lobe thing that they need to develop to make good decisions. Wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's anyways that's a different different series that we'll have to cover yeah speech and language skills is something that you definitely need to consider especially when your kids are little i have a unique situation i have a child with a hearing loss and so this was a huge piece for us he actually did not really speak until he was seven Hmm. so you know, it's really important, even if your child is struggling with their speech and language, that you continue to have strong, good, healthy communication and finding out of the box ways of doing that. I mean, if your child has a hard time expressing themselves verbally, mm-hmm. you may find that they will express themselves physically and <laughs> like mm-hmm. hit yeah. other yeah. people or bite other people when they are upset or they may kind of yell and have a tantrum and Mm -hmm. so it's important to give them tools even if they cannot use language to do that so i highly highly recommend young age especially if they're struggling any kind of basic sign to Mm -hmm. give them the tools when they're when they're feeling emotion they need to express themselves to sign or if they have a need they need they can sign big proponent of that and obviously speech language therapy I'm I'm all for but I want to share a quick little practical tip that I used with my son and my daughter was when my 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 son who has difficulty with language much I mean he's really doing well right now but I would say around that 5 6 age mm-hmm. really struggled with it and had a hard time expressing and would just get frustrated we actually had a little drawing pad and mm. we gave it to him and, he, and we said, just just draw it out. I don't care what it is. You're not going to get in trouble. Just draw it. And it was interesting because, number one, help him regulate his emotion, which that was just a fun little byproduct. I didn't realize that was it was doing that. But two, it took away the frustration of having the words mm-hmm. and gave us quick context what, what he needed. It was great. So, you know, if you were able to do that, even with a small child, three, four years old, you can give them a piece of paper and a crayon and they Mm -hmm. can draw their big unhappy face or, you know, maybe a glass, you know, maybe they're thirsty. But, you know, thinking outside the box is something you'll need to do if there is a speech and language issue going on. And lots Mm -hmm. of kids are struggling with that, especially right now coming out of the pandemic. We definitely are seeing more and more of that. Yeah, more of a breakdown. Yeah. I I love that you you gave your son a tool to express his emotions. And I think that, you know, especially if you have a child that is doesn't have a language delay or a hearing delay mm-hmm. of any kind, give them language to express yes. how yeah. they're feeling. You know, they they may not understand fully the words, you know, sad, angry, annoyed, frustrated, but this is where you as the adult are are seeing what's going on in them. And then you can help to give them language to express that emotion. Yeah. And that it, it's, it's game changing as a parent when your child understands how they're feeling and mm-hmm. they can tell you, mm-hmm. you know, they don't just 
you know, roll around on the floor and, you know, now they might still do that just so, you right. know. <laughs> but, but at least you'll be like, what's the matter? And they can say, I'm mad, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm angry. Okay. Why are you mad? Then you get into that higher level thinking, that mm-hmm. higher level of communication with your child where they then evaluate what happened that caused the emotion. And they start to get this cause and effect why emotions happen. Mm -hmm. This builds emotional intelligence, people. Mm -hmm. Like we, our children need that more than ever before. And this is how you can teach them, especially like when they're really young, but even as they grow older Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can tell your children are in a little bit of a funk and you're like, Hey, you know, what's going on with you? Are you feeling fill in the blank, whatever you're seeing, you know, try to touch on it. And with Noel, you said this in the last episode, it's like when that adult like rephrases what you're going through in a way that you didn't have language for, and they just nail it. You feel seen, you feel heard. All of a sudden there's like this relief. Someone understands me. Right. And I think that that is one of those critical things to give to our kids is give them language for their emotions. So good. Mm, that's so really good. good. I think we have mm. to keep in mind too our kids' attention span. And this isn't the mm-hmm. same as age. There's not a, there's not a natural correlation. <laughs> yeah. No. Mine's Amen. very limited. My attention span is very very minimal. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. So <laughs> just having. I mean, I even think of like. My my oldest, we could binge watch hours of television. My daughter, my other daughter, she can't sit through a movie. Like she's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm done. Like she's out. Like we're like, but there's yeah. 20 more minutes. I don't care. I'm done. I'm done. Like she's so, and it doesn't matter what the movie is. So, like, you know, I'm not throwing any shade. I'm sure she has an attention span for other things, but mm-hmm. understanding my child and knowing that I can't give them all the details maybe sometimes to a story. Maybe I have to give them a few main points. You know, they have this expression in writing, burying the lead, right? Like you're not, you're supposed Mm -hmm. to lead with what you want your reader to take away with. And so if I've now told her an entire story, just so I can tell her this one lesson, she's already tuned out. He's already tuned out. Like they're, they're probably thinking, why didn't you just tell me that to begin with? You know, so understanding (laughs) your audience and not tracking things on. I mean, there there's going to be a time and a place where you're having a heartfelt conversation and you make space for that. But for the most part, distill your, like figure out what it is that I need them to know. And am I mm-hmm. telling this in a way that they can understand? And then just yeah. have, being mindful of that. And that's even like the differences in between your kids, you know, different personalities, different ages, different circumstances, and di- even different topics. You know, like yeah. I think at the topic of sex, like I'm all about giving that bullet shot because they're not going to want to get into a big conversation. (laughs) That's the thing where I have to give my big, you know, my most bang for my buck and make sure I'm really like not drawing. These are the three bullet points that we are going to discuss about this topic. Yes. (laughs) We'll go into it, but this is what you need to know. Uh, So it could vary depending on topic, right? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think the personality is key because everybody's different. And, you know, I have one kid is super direct and the other kid is very agreeable. Mm-hmm. And so if you need to have a conversation with one of them, you just what you're saying, Kimberly, it's got to be like the headlines, you know, just just <laughs> say it as it is. Don't don't make it sugary and sweet. The other one, though, I have to be careful because I can myself be very direct. They just agree. 
And Mm -hmm. I need to create the space and the time and ask the questions for them to actually share what they're really thinking and feeling. So, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to recognize that your child has a unique personality that God has given them, celebrate that, but then also meet them kind of where they're at because they're the kid, you're the adult. Yeah, (laughs) right. You're the one that can do that. You can, you know, be more intentional about how you approach the conversation so it's most successful for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, Noel. That just brought up a good. So my two kids are similar. Like my my daughter's very direct, and my son is like, yeah, he's like very laid back. Whatever, you know, everything kind of rolls off his back, or so it seems most of the time. Mm. You know, and that is this like idea of emotional intelligence, right? We are the adults. We should have higher EQ than our children. Sometimes yeah. we don't. Like that's let's just be really fair. We're either distracted or too busy. But there was a moment where my my daughter said something very direct to my son and he he didn't say anything, but I saw, I observed that there was like a shift in his face mm. and it was, it was very slight. Like, you know, it, it, anybody that wasn't with him all the time right. would, would not have noticed it. Right. And so I, I pulled him aside a little bit later. And I said, Hey buddy, I said, I wanted to talk to you about that thing that your sister said. I said, did that hurt your feelings? And, and the kid like just broke down. Mm. He was like, yeah, she always, she always says I'm this, you know, or Mm. whatever. Mm. And even though my daughter was kind of saying it as like a joke, right? Like it was supposed to be funny. It, it struck a chord in my son. And so I think that that's the thing, like giving our children the ability to see those things in each other. Yeah. So I then had a chance. I told my daughter, I said, Hey, you said this, and this actually really hurt his feelings. I said, I know you didn't notice it, but this is what his face said. And so then we had a conversation about observing each other Mm. and being aware of when our words hurt or when they affect others in a, in a negative way. So that's the other thing. It's like, you know, help your kids see each other in conversation. Yeah. And of course you, because that raises their ability to be better friends. You yeah. know, my, my, they're going to be much better friends because I'm telling them all the time. Did you see that? Did you see what you did? What that, that feeling that that emotion. Happened? Yeah. yeah. But it takes, it, it, it's easier said than done. That's yeah. all I'll say. It's yeah. easier said than done. That's very true. That's mm-hmm. a really good one. Yeah. There's definitely things that we can do that encourages open communication with our children. Mm-hmm. And, and the reverse of that as well. We There's things that we can do that create sort of the standard of shutting down conversation and preventing us from being open with one another. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's, we, we've touched on this multiple times, but I think it, it is definitely worth repeating. We need to show our kids and let them know that it's okay to share their feelings and thoughts and that you're Mm -hmm. willing to listen to them as the person who knows more. What do you call it? The advising, what was it? Informed captain. Informed captain. That's Um, not mine. That's Netflix's term. Just right. Make sure we give you credit where credit's due. Um, Netflix calls it the informed captain. Yes. We know more. So we want to like shut it down. Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's solve it and move on. And especially when we find ourselves in really busy seasons, we want to rush off to the next thing. We don't don't have time to address this, but like, what if we Mm -hmm. stopped and and gave them space? And it's, it's hard to do. It's not easy to do like, cause their uncomfortable feelings 
make me feel uncomfortable. Sometimes mm-hmm. when they're struggling with triggers me because I feel like, oh, well, if I had done this or I didn't set them up for this success or how could I possibly let that to happen? Or it breaks my heart that they're going through what they're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, getting good at, even last night, my my son shared something with me and I was like, buddy, that's that stinks. Like just letting him, and he was very vulnerable. And I, and I did, I did kind of say, Hey, I've, I've had that happen to me before. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, you know, whatever I tried to help him how he could think about it, but I didn't say that's silly. I didn't shut him down. I didn't say, ah, get over it. It'll be better. And I'll change like, you know, knowing that they can share their thoughts and feelings and they're not going to be criticized or ridiculed, you know, or laughed at. That's another thing. Like, you know, I, I hate sarcasm, but unfortunately mm-hmm. it's sneaky in our house. And so if, <laughs> if you're sarcastic in response to someone sharing their feelings, they're going to shut down. They're yeah. not, they're not yeah. going to share those feelings again. And you could say, oh, I was just joking. But, you know, my mom has told me she's very vocal, you know, sarcasm is just hidden anger. Like Ooh. there's something on, underneath mama. that, you know? And so mm-hmm. a lot of angry she's people definitely, yeah, challenged us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New Jersey's full of anger. (laughs) Yeah, if you pay our taxes, you'd be too. Um, (laughs) This is accurate. Um, Yeah, I love what you were saying though, Kimberly, about like, you know, you're talking about this avoiding judgment, right? Mm -hmm. Of people's emotions. And it's hard because like, you know, sometimes your kids, they, they have this really volatile emotion or a, a high emotional response to something that you're like, this is so ridiculous right now. I cannot even take it, right? As a parent, you're like, why are you blowing this completely out of proportion? Mm -hmm. And yet, if we are going to teach our children good communication skills and and provide an opportunity to just explore those emotions and get their own emotions under control. So I think when we judge an emotional response or we criticize it, like, don't be silly, you know, don't feel that way or, or yeah. things like that, then we aren't giving them an opportunity to gain self-control of those emotions mm-hmm. as well as being able to feel them, yeah. process them, and then move past them, you know, because otherwise it's just like, it's shut down. They put it in a box somewhere in their brain yeah. and then they work it out in therapy years later. And you're like, dang, that was a lot of extra effort that we probably could have avoided. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you're, you're making me think, I mean, this is something just came to my mind is just making sure that everybody knows that they can share what they're feeling, even if there's someone, the family member going through something worse. Mm-hmm. I think that's Ooh, something that's that as a, as a parent, again, we, we joke the informed captain, but that is your job my job. And I I do remember a very distinct moment where I was in the car with my seven-year-old, who is a very direct person. And she said, you know, mommy, I have a disability too. And I was like, no, you don't. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) no, you don't. I didn't say that. But in my mind, I'm thinking that because of my son at the time was going through a lot of stuff and, Mm. you know, a lot of uh, issues he was having with his hearing loss. And she goes, yeah, remember, I have a hard time reading. And Mm. she does. She did. But 
I didn't, I didn't, you know, check in with her. I didn't, I didn't do a good job at letting her know that she too had things that she wanted to talk about. Cause I was so, um, all my words probably were surrounding that situation that my son was going through. She probably heard me talking to Troy about it, you know, all the time mm-hmm. or, you know, even the things that we were praying for as a family. And I think that one thing that encourages open communication is checking in with each one and, and yeah. making sure they know that, yeah, your brother's going through this thing, but like, how are you doing? Yeah. Like, it matters that like how you're doing. And, you know, we've all been in a family situation where we feel like we're going through something, but it's not as bad as so-and-so. And so we don't feel mm-hmm. like we can bring it up, but that's not a healthy thing to, 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 to live in. We need to know that what we're going through in the moment, the place that we share that should be our family. So mm-hmm very convicting. It's it's all about creating, you know, not only a non-threatening environment, but a very open and welcoming environment, the big and the small, all yeah. worth being discussed. Mm-hmm. And all I think so many people have grown up in families where that was not the case. Yeah. So we have a lot of poor communication that we see because people did grow up in a judgmental, critical and and possibly threatening environment where they yeah. were not afforded any opportunities yeah. to, to you know express themselves and be communicative mm-hmm. it's like even even certain cultures i mean like let's go there that where it's like children are not meant to be heard they are meant to be seen mm-hmm. yeah. for a moment and then they are meant to go away like that is you know the the full expression of it you know mm-hmm. it too is Sometimes I think we can get a little bit offended that our kid has not gone through the pain that we've gone through as kids. And Mm. we'll say things like, you think you had it bad? You Mm -hmm. think that you don't have what you want? I never got blank. Mm -hmm. And yet, I mean, my gosh, we should be celebrating that God has broken that unhealthy toxic cycle you know right but it's almost like it triggers us and we don't want to make the space to help them deal with what they're dealing with which may actually be less traumatizing than what we went through but it's their it's still their thing yeah and so we we actually get offended by it and and therefore can't actually walk them through it so i don't know it's just things to think about in terms of keeping the the environment very open mm-hmm. and judge judgment free and I also think going. like the let, let's be clear like not every communication interaction with your child has to end with sunshine and rainbows right yeah. like it doesn't have to be this like picture perfect kind of not to use an idiom but pollyanna kind of experienced, you know, there are going to be some tougher conversations and moments as you're raising, you know, kids that are are learning how to communicate. Mm. So I, I don't think you like, don't, let's not be, <laughs> let's not make people think, oh, like your homes are just amazing. And you sit no. with your child. <laughs> it's like, no, I've screamed. I've slammed doors. I've done all the things that I shouldn't do, Yeah, you know, lost my own self-control and all of that, but it's coming back to the table. I love that you said, Noel, it's like coming back to the conversation, mm-hmm. then, then modeling forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Those are opportunities where you're like, okay, this is how we come back to the table after I've completely done a very poor job of expressing myself yeah. and saying, Hey, mommy lost her cool. And yeah. I'm very, very sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, that was not right of me. 
I don't know how that made you feel. If you want to tell me, I would like to know, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> or do I? Was, no, I was oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, at the moment, I probably was like, no, I don't want to know. I don't care. But, <laughs> but eventually, you know, if you're really honest, you do want to yeah. really have full forgiveness, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. And along the lines of like, come keep coming back to the conversation that every conversation is going to have a resolution and it's okay to table a conversation and say, Hey, sweetie, I don't have all the answers. I don't really know yeah. how we're going to deal with this. I'm struggling with making this decision too. Let's talk about yeah. it tomorrow. You know? Yeah. And so it's Love not that. like you said, everything doesn't get wrapped up in a bow. Yeah. One thing that I am learning to do is to respect my children's privacy. So oh, you think goodness. this would be a Come no-brainer. on, Kim, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here, look at I, my mom friends, they're my friends because our children are friends. And so mm-hmm. if I happen to share with my friend, oh, my child did this, and now the mom doesn't realize it's not necessarily something she should be speaking to her child about, and then it gets yeah. back, and then all of a sudden I'm like the evil mom that like tells everybody everything, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, but but I know that it was it, I was trying to process something. You know, there, yeah. there, there are my safe people. So I have my moms and prayer friends and then their, lo- right, their right. motto is what stays in the, what happens in the group stays in the group. Right. So we're coming around, we're talking, we're praying for our children. Like that is like, do not share what we say outside this group Yeah, but in casual, like friends. I mean, I've, I've had a backfire on me. I shared something that my daughter was experiencing. They had mentioned it to their child, and and I think it was in a in in a way of trying to help, and it only made it worse. And then it caused distrust with me and my daughter. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh, you know, no one's the bad guy. It's just what are the boundaries, and what can I share yeah. versus not share?" I think we talked about this on an episode about social media and like sharing yeah. our kids' mm-hmm. stories. Like, mm-hmm. can we learn how to? you know, if we feel that we need to talk to another parent to process something, or we just want to share something, can we tell our side of the story, not their side of the story? Like, can mm-hmm. we keep it about us and not make it about like, oh, and she did this and that, and like, it, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it's little things, you know, and, and, and if it's an easy yeah. one to misstep on, because you're just excited to share, you know, like we're going through the college process right now, right? Like, I don't think my daughter wants me telling everybody where she didn't get into, you know what I mean? Like just yeah, be yeah, mindful yeah. of, yeah. you know, and she, so far she hasn't gotten any no's, but there, there's lots of deferring going on right now with the colleges and like, people don't need to know that. I mean, of course I want to go mm-hmm. tell my friend, where are you at in the process? So here's where we are, but maybe sometimes all of that information doesn't need to be shared. So respecting their privacy is really something that I've had to like dig myself out of a hole and like prove myself. Mm -hmm. Like I have to rebuild Mm -hmm. trust in that area. So from a very young age, we can say, Hey, you know, is it okay if I, you know, if, if we're self-aware enough, you know, is it okay if I tell (laughs) so-and-so, you know, your friend's mommy, that, that that awesome story about you. Cause I'm just so proud of you. Like we might have to ask Mm -hmm. them for permission. And then we might have to be very mindful just to keep our mouths shut and, and wait till when they're grown and married to share those stories. So mm-hmm. like from my one kid's like fifth birthday, I had a bunch of like pictures of them as babies and like cute little photos of them. And they were like ticked off. I mean, to this day, bring it up. And they're like, how dare you show pictures of me as a baby without yeah. asking my permission? <laughs> and it wasn't like online. It was at a party. that we, I mean, it was like very cute and like innocent. Yeah. But I mean, 
I think when they're young, I think this is actually where we really stink at this because we're like, they're little. They don't know we're talking about them. But then Mm -hmm. we get into a bad habit of doing it. And then when they're older, we suffer the consequences of crossing that line Mm -hmm. very, like, with no ill intent. But like you were saying, I think it was a really good point. Like, no one's at fault here. No one's bad. But it's true. It, mm-hmm. it shows the, the the effects of of violating that privacy is much more obvious when they get older, and the yeah. ramifications of how it affects the relationship is a little bit more like whoa. So I yeah. I wish that someone kind of pulled me aside when they were little and said you should practice privacy now, so you're really good at it mm-hmm. when they're older, and it's mm. it's more and more things are at stake then. That's yeah, so good. yeah. Beauty of like yeah. big families, right? Like. We don't have huge families anymore, but there used right. to be like seven, nine, 11 kids in a family. And you were like, they're just all like a big mosh pit of people, yeah. you know, like you had privacy built in with all your siblings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These yeah. days it's like, if you, if I say my daughter, you know, it's like, I only have one. Yeah. It's only yeah. one person. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's much more difficult because you have all these great illustrations, you know, that you want to share. Like this is a, we had this awesome moment, you know, and at the same time, it's like, it's not just my awesome moment. It's hers too. So mm-hmm. have I called her up and said, Hey, do you mind if I share this, this right. story? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And much, I've had to learn harder to do. I've had to learn the lesson and I learned this, I think early enough on that I didn't ruin many relationships, but you know, if our (laughs) friend has some news to share, it's their news. It's not my news. So like, I was thinking Mm -hmm. like, you know, Oh, so-and-so is pregnant. Like I'm going to let them, like, it's not for me to like go to the friend group now and tell everybody. So like, what is my news and what is her news? And, and I think being mindful of, do they want to be the first to tell everybody or do I want to speak for them? That kind of, Mm -hmm. if I'm constantly Mm -hmm. speaking for them in family situations Am I handicapping them? You know, That's so good. can they learn right. how to share with the family? And and true. am I answering questions for that? That's one thing that I'm just now I'm tight lipped about. If someone asks questions, yeah. I don't chime in with the answer. I wait, even if it makes her uncomfortable or him awkward, you know, or if it's awkward, let them answer the question. Like yeah. give them yeah. opportunities to actually have the develop those skills. I think no. I was just gonna say, like, I don't know if you guys have been to the doctors. Your teen teens, like, they don't want to talk anymore. Those doctors, no, like, like, they Mom, don't. I'm asking him how his sleep is. You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> like, so it's a good reminder when they get a little bit older. The doctor's yeah. like, I'm speaking to my patient right now. You know? <laughs> then they eventually send you out of the room because you can't shut up. Anyways, yeah, no, yeah, it's a good example. What were you saying, Jess? Uh, I was saying, you know, with regards to like privacy and communication for our kids too. It this is true of any kind of friendship with regards mm-hmm. to can I share this or yeah. is this a private thing? I think major yeah. celebrations. So like you know any kind of life event that is a major celebration and it's not yours, that's someone else's story to tell. Like you yeah. get pregnant, you're getting engaged, like all that kind of stuff. I just say now that's their story to tell. And then also any kind of really hard or difficult things. So it's sort of these opposite ends of the spectrum are way off limits. And then it's those, the ones in the middle, like everyday life kind of stuff that are less precious, I think are okay to share more often. But again, you have to know your child, like if they're deeply private and they don't want anyone to know anything about them, then the whole spectrum is off the limb, off limits. So hard. 
It is, but if, but if they're like, no, no I don't care. True. I don't care if you tell, right. You know, aunt Shelly that I made the softball team, you know, like or whatever, yeah. then, then you have a little bit more flexibility. And so then it's knowing your child, mm-hmm. you know, that tells you how private or, so or free you can be with the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have friends like that too. One that's so true. One thing I will say and we've talked about this a lot in the last couple episodes is leading by example. And the best, the best opportunities is when you're in a fight with your spouse and your kids are witnessing it, you know, Amen. Yeah. It's an opportunity to be like, we are poorly, we are poorly communicating right now, you know, and even just calling that out and, you know, just saying your dad and I are disagreeing or your mom and I are disagreeing and we're trying, we're trying to figure this out. And, you know, knowing that your kids are watching that and not again, it puts a lot of, I don't want to put pressure on parents, but if you find yourself like, okay, <coughs> my my spouse and I have been in a season of having difficult conversations and it hasn't been easy. You can say to your kids, we're working on this because we want to be better. And that alone is empowering your children. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. That is leading by example, not being perfect, but saying we have the desire to get better at this and we're actively working on this. Mm-hmm. What huge, uh, what a gift to give your kids because then they know they don't have to be perfect, but mm-hmm. they can have a desire and they can reach for tools available to become better at communicating. So there's yeah. a lot of hope. Even when we're not doing great at it, there's so much hope. It's still instilling that 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 gift of good communication for our kids. Yeah. I have good. a I have a real life example of that not with my children. So we when we lived abroad, there was a young lady, she became homeless. It was things outside of her control and I was like we have a guest room, like let's just like bring her into our home, you know. And she had had a very difficult life, like abusive home life, all this kind of stuff. So there, it was a a very challenging situation. And so she came into our home and, you know, Alex and I are, we're like open books, you know, Yeah. what you see is what you get. And, yeah. and it's all day, every day like that. So <laughs> we had a tense situation or tense conversation. I'll tell, I'll say that. And Alex and I are passionate. We're not Italian, but um, we do talk with our hands and definitely volumes <laughs> go up and down right. in our, in our conversations. And this girl, the first time that she witnessed that, she started freaking out. Yeah. She, you know, she was like, oh my gosh, like, I, first of all, I'm going to be kicked <laughs> back out on the street. Like they're mm. going to, like, this is going to implode. And right. that was her history that informed how she was feeling. Yeah. And so Alex and I both sat her down and we said, listen, nothing is going to happen between me and Jess. We, we are having a disagreement. That is okay. Yeah. This is how healthy couples disagree. It looks like this. We're going to go to bed. I'm going to say, I love you tonight. I'm going to hug her. I'm going to give her a kiss. It's going to be great. We're going to be fine. But you need to know that this is a normal, healthy part of being married to someone. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously she lived, well, she lived with us for like, I don't know, a little bit over maybe nine months, give or take around that mark. It might've been less, but she saw several conversations where we didn't agree, you know? And the crazy thing was, is years later, like two years after she moved out, I got a note from her and she Mm -hmm. goes, you'll probably never know the impact that you had, but watching you and Alex model what it looked like to have 
like harder conversations, she goes, I actually feel safe that I can engage in a relationship with a man. And I never thought I was going to be able to do that. Wow. So I think you can never underestimate modeling good conversation for your children, Mm -hmm. like the highs and lows, all of the ins and outs of it. So yeah, do your best. I mean, yeah. I yell sometimes. I lose my cool sometimes. Guess what? Just come back to the table, ask for forgiveness, move forward, all the things. No, that's really important. Mm -hmm. So good. So my recommendation for today is it's a book written for girls. It's called Love Her Well, 10 Ways to Find Joy and Connection with Your Teenage Daughter by Kari Kampakis. I don't know how to say her last name. Yeah. And it's it's fantastic. I mean, it does focus on girls because that's the perspective she's writing from. She shares a lot of her stories with her relationships with her teens, but it really does sort of unpack the principles that we're talking about. I've mentioned this before. These are universal principles, principles that will improve any relationship that you have. But it's really, really been a good reminder to me of the things that I know and just to give me that nudge to put those things into practice. And so, you know, I I didn't find, maybe if I find one for sons, I'll throw it in there, but Mm. it does unpack also, not only does it give you like tips and strategies, but it also unpacks and helps us to understand what this generation is going through. You know, you mentioned... Mm. Noelle about how like, oh, you know, you didn't have to go through what we went through. Well, guess what? Right, You're going right. through things that we never had to go through. Never, you know, yeah, like, yeah, so you good. know, yeah. our lives put on display on social media, the speed of information mm-hmm. that gets around the school when something happens, whether good or bad. I mean, there's just things we've never had to deal with. So she yeah. really does help us to empathize with what they're going through. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just think so it was, it's a fantastic read. Love that. I got to pick that up. Yep. Yep. All right. So we're going to wrap up with a coaching question. Okay, guys, ready? I'm going to write it down or you can print it in the, what are we calling them? Not the show notes, but the listener notes. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to challenge you guys with what is the number one thing that you need to communicate to your family members in this season? And this can be specific to your children or to anybody in your family. But, you know, this episode is about communicating with our children. But then also take the next step and say, what am I willing to do or change Mm -hmm. to make that possible? Mm -hmm. So if we've said anything that's resonated with you and you're like, "Mm, I have not been getting this right, which I think we can all raise our hands to some of these. What is it that you are willing to do to make that Mm -hmm. possible? It's good. All right. Well, this was fantastic. Thank you, ladies. And I hope you guys join us for our next episode, which is going to be about navigating difficult conversations in a healthy way. So get ready to get uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. The sparks are going to fly. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. If you're anything like me, you probably listen to podcasts on the go. That means that you likely don't have a pen and paper handy to write down what you want to remember. That can be so frustrating. At least it is for me. But guess what? We've got you covered. As a Patreon subscriber, you'll have access to our podcast listener notes. In this downloadable PDF, you'll get all the main points of each episode, links to the resources we've shared, and coaching questions to take what you're learning to the next level. Additional options in our Patreon include behind-the-scenes episode and bonus contents. 
To get more details, head over to the show notes or go to www.patreon.com forward slash build your best family. And remember, family culture isn't about perfect. It's about purpose.